The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, Sam Librati is on the line, and we're going to talk about his book, The Time Agents Search for the Leon Key, in which we follow time agent John Howe as he travels from the 25th century to 1939 Morocco to stop an invasion from a parallel universe. Good afternoon, Sam. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Well, I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Great. I'm very good. (laughs) Great. So, without giving too much away about the book. Just take it from there, if you can. Well, it starts out with a time agent, obviously, who uh, had to go back from the 25th century to 1939 Morocco because scientists in his time had uh, uh, seen evidence uh, in their quantum uh, mechanics, uh, you know, uh, research that... uh, that there was some sort of entity trying to break into our universe from somewhere else. So he he was sent there to figure out if it was uh, a friendly or uh, invasion uh, coming over. So uh, he goes through all kinds of adventures. Yeah. And how come he comes from the 25th century? How come it's taken, what, 500 years since 1939 for them to go back in time? They didn't have the technology until then to really do quantum tunneling, which is uh, their way of uh, researching what's going on around them in in the in the membrane of universes that are connected. So they saw the activity and sent him there to to figure it out because on their timeline, they they saw that it was happening in 1939 in Morocco. They were able to pinpoint that. So they sent him back there Mm. and uh, he meets a a woman that's very mysterious and together they have to fight Nazis to to get this device called the Leon Key, which opens a rift between theirs and the other universe so that they could cross over. And she decides, she tells him that she'll go with him and they go together uh, and they they meet this crazy tyrant that runs the planet on the other side. 
and uh, together they fight him and uh, you know whether they defeat him or not we'll have to see if you read the book <laughs> yeah and why is it called the leon key good question i don't know uh, somebody <laughs> suggested it and i just went okay fine that's good i don't know what to call it so. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds good i suppose and it rhymes with leon c <laughs> the seaside town why did you choose morocco and why did you choose 1939 uh, i was always uh into uh, old uh, movies, you know, like Casablanca and things like yeah. that. So it kind of starts out in that sort of uh, film noir kind of uh, situation in the beginning. Uh, I was born in Casablanca, Morocco, which wow. is where the story takes <laughs> and came, came to the United States when I was really young, like five years old. Wow. So that's why I used it, because I know the culture. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember a lot about Casablanca, even though you moved when you were only five? Not much. Uh, I remember living on the patio of a townhouse we had that overlooked the bay, and it was just beautiful. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and then I went back to visit about 20 years ago and yeah. found that uh, it was still beautiful and everything was cool. And we, I found I found the house I lived in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So That's... I like the culture a lot. Yeah. So what would you say it was that inspired you to start this book? I've been a science fiction fan since I was very young because it was a way for me to escape from the realities around me. Yeah. <laughs> and to go as far out into space <laughs> as I possibly could. <laughs> so uh, that was triggered by my reading of lots and lots of science fiction. That's about all I read from like when I was nine years old till now wow. uh and and science stuff too as well i read science books too um yeah i just you know i was inspired by my influences you know yeah. writers like arthur c Clarke and isaac asimov all the old uh, the the greats who started it all so would you say it was fairly inevitable that the genre you would pick would certainly be science fiction i think it was pretty inevitable because that's what i know the best yeah well, you know, and I, I had some story ideas and there's a sequel book uh, coming out Ooh. later uh, next year. Uh, plus, I have another book that's not in the series that's also coming out next year. And how long did this book take you to write? A little less than a year. And was this the first book that you've written? Yes, it's my first book. So what was it that you think finally made you, after reading these science fiction books for so long when you were growing up, what was it that finally made you want to write one for yourself? I was in the entertainment business uh, in post-production. Yeah. And uh, I left that business and uh, because of the COVID mm. uh, debacle. And uh, I just said, oh, I've got all this time. Yeah. Let me get that. I pulled out all my own notes. I had tons of notes. And I together and made a made a book out of it. What is it you did in the entertainment business? Oh, I was a several things. I was a producer and editor uh, in film and TV. Yeah. And I'm on IMDb. I don't know if you know what that is. but Yeah, certainly. <laughs> so do you think that your experience working in film and TV helped you write a book, although it's a different medium? It's still, you know, storytelling? Yeah, absolutely. Because I've written some scripts as well. Nothing that's been... Uh, made into a TV show or anything, but yeah, uh, I am very visually oriented, so the story has a very visual feel to it, and that was inspired by my years of working in film and television, and mm. and just learning about how things are done and. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. How stories are made and, you know, the different steps that go into building a story. Yeah. And did you ever work on any science fiction shows or movies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that must have been a dream come true. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I worked on that show. Wow. And uh, what else? I did a bunch of uh, medium budget uh, science fiction shows, uh, movies. Sorry. That's impressive stuff. It must have been a dream <laughs> come true to work on all these science fiction shows and exciting shows. Was it as glamorous as it sounds? It was a lot of hard hard work and a lot of stress because yeah. everybody's under time constraints and deliveries and everything. So it was, it was stressful, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm. And, uh, especially working on deep space nine, I was, uh, able, uh, back when I was 15, I met Gene Roddenberry, the creator of star Trek yeah. at a lecture at a university. And, uh, we talked all afternoon about science fiction and that really was where the seed would plant it. What would you say has been the highlight for you in all that time? What was your favorite project to work on? My favorite one was working on The Abyss with uh, James Cameron's movie. I don't know if you remember that movie. It's a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I think I recognize the poster now I've looked it up. And do you think that science fiction is kind of maybe stronger than ever because it's still going very strong? You still had the Star Wars movies recently Ooh. and then other series that have came about and all sorts of other franchises and just so many things. Most things seem to have some kind of science fiction in them these days. Yeah, it's, it's really exploded in the last uh, decade or so. Yeah. And I think it has to do with our technological advances mm. and how many of them were uh, 
predicted by earlier science fiction. You know, I mean, a science fiction book is where the term cyberspace comes from. So the, the, the author coined that phrase. That is weird, isn't it? We're getting into the territory where an author that was being hypothetical has came up with a phrase. Do you think in the future we will run out of science fiction because everything will be existing in real life? Or will there always be things that we can invent that we don't have yet? I think it'll always go on because we're always learning and inventing and things are always changing. And the future is wide open. And, you know, the universe, according to the latest studies, is pretty much infinite, infinite. So uh, there's an infinite possibilities for exploration and learning and all that stuff is really a lot of these people grew up on science fiction that are creating these technologies now, which I think is amazing. And everything looks so much cleaner and clinical, you know, and like the things that are set way into the future. Do you think Mm -hmm. that's actually going to happen? Everything is kind of like some kind of space station. Well, there's no space station in this book, but But yeah, I'm sure uh, it's inevitable that we're going to move out into space and hopefully deep space and try to learn more about the universe. Yeah. So what does the world look like in the 25th century in your book? It's very high tech. uh, uh, Democracy won out uh, after a bunch of wars. Yeah. And... uh, and the and research and science are like the main function of the society. So everybody's into uh, you know just bettering themselves. I'm not saying yeah. it's a utopia, but it mm. it's a lot better than like what we have now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds interesting because pessimists and cynical people probably say there will never be such a thing as world peace for as long <laughs> as humans and maybe other species I don't know are here because we are naturally just going to fight with each other all the time. So it's interesting that in the 25th century, you predict that will not happen. I'm a very optimistic person in general, and I grew up listening to a lot of uh, progressive rock, uh, which I think is called Frog Rock now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that's a lot of that is all about positive stuff, uh, especially like the band Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're... Of course. Owner of a Lonely Heart. (laughs) They've wrote a lot of music about uh, peace, love, and understanding and, you know, future times. So I'm inspired by them. I'm inspired by the artwork of Roger Dean, the artist. Mm. Uh, He's British. uh, Mm. And it was interesting. Where did you look to to get inspiration about the future? Because obviously there's nothing to go on. And even if you looked, say, 400 years ago and compared it to now and then just tried to do that (laughs) to the future somehow, it would maybe still be wrong because technology is like increasing exponentially. So it would have to be even further in advance than what you'd even expect. Well, I think uh, ultimately... The the future is wide open, like I said earlier, yeah. and uh, I I just think that uh, people are going to have to uh, awaken yeah. and become you know become one species, yeah, or else destroy ourselves. I'm hoping for the previous. <laughs> yes, certainly. You're working on more books in this series, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's going to be a trilogy. Oh, yeah, and uh, the 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 story takes place in this first book. The story takes place mostly in Morocco and on yeah. the other planet, which is called Morglis. And uh, they're like parallel worlds to Earth, and the people are yeah. pretty much, you know, human because they they're parallel. Yeah. Uh, 
and it, it takes place on in those two locations and also london uh, yeah. is involved in there too that's where he goes to look for this leon key which is a device i said earlier that uh, will allow you to travel to another dimension universe good to see that london still exists oh yeah 100 years time are there any places that don't exist anymore because that's something that seems to be suggested by people that claim to be time travelers that are probably making it all oh, up yeah. they say like tokyo doesn't exist anymore well it's really hard to predict that kind of stuff so yeah. i'm just assuming there were a bunch of wars and everything got rebuilt yeah you know in fact in the book he mentions he uh he visits uh saint catherine's cathedral in london mm. and uh in 1939 and it's the real thing and he goes wow i visited this uh, location when i in, in in the future when i lived there and it was all uh, rebuilt uh, duplicates, not original. So it was, it was fun for him to see the original architecture. Have you got more books planned after what you think is going to be a trilogy? Mm-hmm. Are there more books you think you're going to write, even if they're not necessarily science fiction? I've been toying with the idea of working outside of science fiction. Uh, but right now I'm in the middle of uh, another book that's not in the series, uh, basically about, you know, the same, it starts out with the same kind of thing where aliens are controlling the earth, they've taken it over and enslaved people and these scientists have to work to to over overcome the, the alien technology and free the world, hopefully. That sounds exciting. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. where are we able to find the first book, The Time Agents Search for the Leon Key? It's available uh, just about anywhere. Uh, it's available on uh, Apple Books, uh, Bar- Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you on the show. Sure, sure. No problem. Great to meet you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, of sound.
Toby Gribben Show.